Good evening, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Today is uh, Wednesday. What is today's date? 26. Wow. Uh, the month is almost over. Are we having two weeks break? Uh, would you all like to have two weeks break? <laughs> uh, no, we are not having two weeks break. Uh, let me just double check the, the latest calendar. Today is 26. Huh? So, hey, is this a third term already? Today is a third term, right? The first day of the third term, right? So, today is the first day of the third term. Uh, actually, who cares about term? Huh? Just continue. <laughs> but we should still keep to 10 weeks. Huh? So next week is the second uh, second term. Then the following week is 9 of August, yeah, National Day. Uh, the first few years when I'm back in Singapore, uh, I took some time to adjust because in US we don't have we don't celebrate any holidays. So every day is the same. Every week is the same. So when I came back and I had some of the regular classes <laughs> that the students look at me oh, so holiday like <laughs> I'm like uh, huh and <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah for me I, I don't have holiday I don't need holiday but uh, the staff here who is opening up the library has a holiday so on the 9th of August we will not have class yeah that will be the one week break. Yeah. Then after that, we'll continue the next week. Okay? So, 26. Uh, 26. So last week we went through man, uh, conceit, yeah, or ego. Uh, did you all, uh, in the past one week, did you all observe the, this active, uh, whether it's in people around you or in yourself? When we, when we learn about this term, we tend to think about 
an expression of conceit. Yeah? Uh, what we consider as pride um, is often the, the blown-up version. Yeah? Because all of us have conceit, so we have normalized that already. And as a result, we only become aware of this when it's higher than usual. So what we call ego is usually big ego. Then we say ego. Yeah? Uh, so in Buddhism, when we say that someone has conceit or someone has ego, uh, it actually doesn't mean that a person is proud. Yeah? Uh, maybe the person is really proud, uh, but the baseline is much lower. Yeah? So even a, if a person is humble, uh, there's still element of conceit. Yeah. Give you an example. So there are people who like to take photos. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, maybe they take selfie. They, well, you look at their photo album. It's all their photo. You know, all over the place. So what about Buddhists who have learned about you know, no self about the unwholesomeness of conceit and ego and what not. So some Buddhists, oh, yeah. So non-attachment to this, this face. So when you ask them to take photo, don't, don't, don't take photo. Uh, sometimes it's not because of the teachings. Sometimes it's because uh, the person is so-called camera shy. But even for someone who is camera shy, it's often due to attachment to ego. Yeah. Uh, some people may say, I have a pie wala. Yeah, don't take picture of me. I'm not photogenic. Yeah. Not nothing to shout about, you know. Uh, but that's still attachment to that so called non photogenic look. <laughs> if you really don't have attachment to how you look, then take or don't take, no problem. Then how about those who say, oh, no ego, so we shouldn't take photo. Again, if you are not attached to this as you, then why should you bother whether people take this or not? Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've often, um, I've often highlighted to people, uh, the purpose of taking photos is often, at least in the group setting, especially for, let's say, if you participate in some Buddhist activity, it's really less about us, yeah, more about the organization and about Buddhism. When we take a photo, uh, it's, it's for posterity. Yeah? It's for people who didn't come for the activity to know that there is such an activity. It's not enough if we... If, if the organizer just take a picture of the banner, yeah, take a picture of the Buddha, every day it's here, uh, you know. Yeah. But when the moment some photos are taken yeah, of individuals participating in the activity, ah, people say, ah, okay. It may arouse interest in them yeah, to uh, take a closer look. It may... Uh, interest them enough such that they may participate yeah, in the 
Dharma activity. Further, it actually gets people to realize that, oh, okay, Buddhism is alive and kicking. Yeah. That there are young people, there are working adults, there are old people, there are kids. Yeah. It's not just about a certain group of individuals. Yeah. So, what we usually think of as man is more about the haughtiness, yeah? the haughtiness of people. Then we, we call that as oh, proud. Uh, consider this the Buddha made the declaration that he don't see anyone in the world who is his equal or who is above him he don't see anyone who can be his teacher if anyone else makes such a statement oh see how it is <laughs> but the Buddha wasn't being proud he's just factually stating the fact yeah? he's just stating it as it is So, something to think about. Huh? Ego versus humility. Yeah. Uh, humility versus telling the truth. But Asians, especially Chinese, who are brought up to be humble, sometimes to a fault. Uh, one, I heard from someone before, I think from Taiwan or from China, say. So if a person is overly humble uh, beyond what is true, then it's, it's, it reeks of a, a, a certain sense of uh, hypocrisy. If you are good at something, just admit it. Yeah. Unless you are afraid of people asking you for help. <laughs> so, um, today we, we start off with uh, item 5. Yeah. Uh, this is still part of the primary defilements. So, Tan Chen Chi Man Yi Jian. So, this is number 5. E doubt. Yeah, doubt. So uh, <clears throat> so doubt here is considered a defilement, uh, a, a something that we should work to remove. Yeah. Uh, it is considered an unwholesome mental state, yeah, mental concomitant. Uh, so uh, if we look at Religions in general, mm. doubt is frowned upon. Yeah, but in this case, I must uh, I must highlight that in Buddhism, having doubt is how do I put it? It's part and parcel. Yeah, it's part and parcel of our our path, our journey towards enlightenment. Yeah. Uh, before we continue, I must comment that. The, uh, somehow the, the setting for the mic and the speaker is I think just nice yeah so doubt yi yu zhu di li yu yi wei xing nen zhang bu yi then bracket ji san ping wei ye 
Yeah, so here uh, it basically means Nen Zhang Bu Yi San Ping Wei Ye. So that means the function itself has two. Yeah, one is it can obstruct non doubt uh, and it can uh, also obstruct uh, the wholesome factors. So that's the opening verse. Let's take a look. 一余切五十四五十八卷说已有五项差别。So this 余切, this is referring to the 余切四地论. This is referring to the Yogacara Bumisastra. The whole whole text has a hundred fascicles. Jian in English is fascicle. Yeah. Uh, there are altogether 100 fascicles, and this is uh, fascicle number 58. <coughs> so, uh, sorry, before that. So, this is the one that I've mentioned several times. Yeah. Um, this is one of the texts for which Venerable uh, Xuanzang make the trip to India. Yeah. Uh, because in the past when uh, when the, the the individuals ordain and learn the teachings, it's actually fragmented. Yeah. Bits and pieces were translated, were brought over, then they try to piece it together. Uh, so to begin with, uh, when the Buddha started teaching, he didn't sit down and say, hmm I'm going to come out with a, a trio course for start, yeah, and after that I'll do a master's program, and then oh for those who are newer I'll come out with the bridging um, module, and so on and so forth, you know. Uh, each each of the sutta was really uh, simply the Buddha talking to people, yeah, and then addressing their concerns, and answering their questions, clarifying their doubt. Yeah. So as a result. The, the suttas, if you look at them by itself, is fairly fragmented. Yeah. But um, that's after the, the reciters, yeah, the, the first council, second council, and so on, after they have do, done some groupings already. Yeah. Uh, the Buddha didn't say, oh, okay, this, few, this, this coming sutta, uh, this coming dialogue, uh, we're going to talk for a long time. This is going to be under the long discourses. Such groupings came much later. Uh, came much later. Yeah, so, <clears throat> uh, so the, 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 this Yogacara Bhumisastra, uh, when Venerable Xuanzang first came, came upon some of the parts of it, um, it was just bits and pieces here and there. And so when he tried to piece them together, he was like, something is missing. <laughs> I think we're missing some, you know, we're seriously missing some chapters here. Yeah. Uh, that's what propelled him to go over to India. Yeah. So in this text, Fasco uh, 58, it says, Ji dui yu chong ci shi wang this is number one. Then, in number two, 果, number three, 四地, number four, 
，即即于三宝中心怀忧惑啊忧疑啊。And okay, so just stop here first. Ah,、huh? so this opening verse here. 呃，既于既对于从此事往他事 ，so， 呃、uh, ，here very very specifically under this、uh, yoga chara text is saying that， 呃、uh, ，doubt， what is it，、uh, that we are talking about？ 呃、uh, ，you can have doubt about many things， just as you can have knowledge about many things。in Buddhism here when we talk about doubt， it's quite specific。Uh, about the the content matter, what are you having doubts toward?、Mm. If you are doubtful how a handphone work, who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, here it's not about that. Here it's about that you have doubt with regards to、uh, the first of all the the function, yeah, from going from one life to the next life. Okay. Uh, that means the process of rebirth. Then, in this process or, or function, then that after dying, there is rebirth. Okay. Then further、uh, to this process, there is cause and there is fruit. Yeah, 因果 That whatever you do has consequences in subsequent life.、Yeah. Then further, 四谛 the four noble truths. And 基于三宝中 ，yeah. So within the triple gem, the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. So everything in the,、uh, within that,、uh, you have in your mind, you have、uh, some uncertainty, you have doubt. Yeah. So together, that is collectively what we consider as doubt. Yeah.、Uh, so. 也就是原事原理都升起疑惑。嗯、so again, previously I mentioned about 理事啊。Oh, so there's this phrase 理事无碍。Yeah, so the principle and the、uh, the way this principle is manifested in real life. Yeah, so the principle of impermanence. Then impermanence、uh, of a person like a person pass away. Yeah, or you you break your phone. Yeah,、uh, that is a, a subject matter itself that expresses the principle. In this case of impermanence, yeah. So here,、uh, here doubt is defined as that a person has has uncertainty, have question mark, has doubts,、uh, be it with regards to the principle itself or、uh, the subject matter. Yeah, that means the the actual occurrence itself. So, you you you, 怀疑，呃，令会于事理不绝。啊 ，so as a result, you are not certain. Here, let me just go through the text as it is. Then I give you another layer of elaboration. So here, uh, with regards to the principle and to the matter itself, how the two are linked, uh, you are not certain. Ah, 障不移 So that can obstruct. None doubt. Okay, that can obstruct none doubt. Yeah. Uh, 即善法的升起 and also it can obstruct the arising of wholesome, uh, dharma. 
wholesome things from happening. So a, a few things here. Uh, you will see quite a quite a few times like uh, uh, things like that. It's almost like uh, yeah. So early on, I mentioned about how this is the principle of um, exclusivity. Yeah, where you cannot have two opposing states arise in your mind. This is actually more more important uh, than what most people realize. Yeah, it is because of this principle that we can actually cultivate that we can uh, prevent states that are unwholesome from arising. Yeah? Uh, because you cannot simply say, don't be angry, and that is, you are not angry. Yeah? The only way is through this condition, and this is a universal principle. Because, it, like what we say, yeah? due to this, then you can make the other one, opposing one, uh, cease. In much the same way, because of this same principle in a way, uh, you can put up fire. You cannot just shout at the fire, hey, go away, go away. <laughs> uh, cannot. But if you remove the conditions, yeah, or you introduce opposing condition, heat or, uh, heat or energy is required for fire to start, you remove the heat. Yeah? How do you remove it? You, you introduce something that can uh, that is opposing it yeah you you throw let's say ice yeah? if it's a normal fire yeah? certain fire you throw ice it may just explode uh, chemical fire for example yeah? so opposing items uh, but the the text itself kind of um, is quite brief uh, yeah? but doubt actually has more impact than this Doubt can be immobilizing. Yeah. Uh, so, just now I mentioned, in Buddhism, uh, doubt is part and parcel of our path towards enlightenment. And why? Because as long as you have not attained enlightenment, it's only natural that you have questions about the teachings. So sometimes, people may just accept the teachings based on faith. Yeah. I sometimes wonder, is it worse to have this kind of faith or to, is it better to have doubt? Because at least you have doubt. If you have doubt and the doubt uh, compels you, propels you to seek clarification, becomes a motivator for you to go and uh, learn more, reflect more, and practice so that you can try it out and test it then this kind of doubt is actually beneficial. Whereas if a person supposedly uh, can give rise to this kind of doubt, yeah, triggering the motivation to learn more, instead just accept based on conviction, based on faith. And as a result, never really put in effort to, to go and verify. Then a person will just accept, lo, okay, lo. must be like that. This is actually, to me, even more dangerous. Because then you are basically building yourself up with an empty shell, you know, with nothing beneath. Yeah. And all it takes is for someone to come in to 
cause you to question. And if you have never been used to questioning or never have had good basis supporting your stand, and when people poke here and question there, you, you, inside you will feel very inside you will you'll be you'll feel very uh, uneasy yeah? you'll feel like oh dear and so what I see is that for some people the response is simply denial yeah? flat out refusal to entertain any possibility yeah? but then the seed has been planted and if allowed to fester, yeah, without that supporting uh, effort to clarify, then it will fester and then rot inside, you know. Yeah. And you, you may start to have a different kind of doubt, the kind of doubt that is immobilizing. Yeah. So, um, doubt, here it just, you know, uh, to me it's, it's really super brief. Uh, the opposite of doubt, what is it? Faith. Yeah? Faith uh, comes about uh, through different levels. The first one is through hearing. When you hear about something, you get, it gives you the opportunity to know more about it and develop a rudimentary type of faith. And beyond that, uh, you need to support it with reflection of what you have heard. Yeah, reflection of that knowledge to see whether it makes sense and when you see that it makes sense and you can understand ah, then your faith increases and ultimately when you cultivate you go and meditate you verify what you have heard the knowledge and what you have understood yeah, your clarity then it's no longer faith yeah, it is a fact to you so even before that uh, when you have the initial faith, it generates interest. So the opposite of faith being doubt, it dampen, it can dampen your interest. Yeah, because if you don't have faith in something, unlikely for you to have interest to want to find out more. Yeah, uh, let's say on on Facebook you see uh, this poster, yeah? some poster, and then somehow the poster design the type, font type, yeah, and then the variable space, uh, somehow you see a boyen, uh, see it, yeah, come like that one. Yeah. Then, uh, or maybe the, the way they, you know, design the poster, it looks like one of those spam mail, you know. <laughs> then it causes you to not to have faith. But who knows, maybe that, that variable is enlightened, you know. But simply because of that, the lack of faith, that inhibits you so you have no interest so no interest then effort is reduced yeah. the reverse if you have faith then you have interest you will put in effort yeah. uh, but remember uh, the sequence is in Buddhism we don't stop at the initial faith just knowledge faith yeah. you must further support it with reflection and ultimately verification through cultivation yeah. uh, so faith uh, can support this progress doubt can prevent this from happening also uh, so it's not so trivial as what has been mentioned here although the starting part by highlighting the, the five areas yeah, uh, that covers pretty much 
the whole Buddhism. So, um, if a person can uh, can make use of the doubt, yeah? doubt means you have question. Uh, understand doubt better. Uh, sometimes we may doubt something, not because of the of the subject matter itself, but because, as I said, the intermediary. Because of the way it was presented to you, you have doubt. Yeah, so you must be, you must uh, determine the basis for your doubt. Is it because, let's say, you uh, the the messenger, yeah, uh, your your good friend, you know, heard that you encounter something, and your good friend give you some advice, but because it's just your good friend, yeah, then you may have doubts about what is said. Wow, but if Shifu say so, wow, yes. Or maybe not, uh, maybe Shifu say, but some, so some, sometimes people, uh, we are affected by uh, the person who delivered the message as well. And the more we are affected, then the easier it is for us to reject uh, good advice and accept actually flaky advice. Yeah. Uh, but not so easy because this our tendency. Uh, this our tendency. Um, so, uh, how to remove doubt through the Wen Siu process? Yeah. Uh, hearing, reflection, and then cultivation. Uh, so, uh, here I want to further highlight doubt is one of the ten fetters. There are five higher and there are five lower. Of the five lower, there is Uh, there's doubt. There is sakaya diti. Yeah. Then there's the attachment to uh, the the wrong practices. So this is what we call sanxia fengjie. Uh, the jie is the you know that bang jie the jie. So <coughs> in traditional Buddhism, uh, we often have this mindset: or oh, you must just believe, must not question or doubt. But a lot of these statements. Uh, made um, 
in the in the context of our cultural expectations. Yeah. So culturally, in the past maybe three four hundred years, yeah, Chinese culture is such that, yeah, you know, quite top down in a way. Uh, so I I had the privilege to know some uh, Chinese PRC. So both monastics and lay people, and they shared with me that in the early days, in the past, uh, Chinese culture wasn't like that. Yeah, it's after it is after feudalism set in, then it really transformed the whole thing, because under feudal feudal rule, you cannot have the people below think too much. <laughs> yeah. But in the early days, the the scholars, the thinkers, they actually promoted. You know, thinking, yeah. critical thinking was. I mean, uh, maybe it's too far off, uh, too far, uh, too early in the uh, history of China. Yeah. But the point is, as a religion today, when we think about Buddhism, we tend tend to hear statements like, "Hey, you don't anyhow say, or oh, this is inside the sutra." Or, yeah. Hey, don't anyhow say, or, you know, temple. Like, you know, what if you are wrong? Yeah. Again, this is cultural. Rather, err on the safe side. Believe lah. In case ma, in case it's true. But then how every every you have to believe in every religion. In case ma. <laughs> yeah, but so doubt in Buddhism actually plays a slightly different role. So the fact that it's one of the factor, it doesn't mean that you must just beat it, beat it down. Yeah. These are basically what the Buddha highlighted as uh, an aspect of ourselves that holds us back. Yeah, holds us back from progress. Yeah, the word fetter means to tie you up. That prevents you from moving forward. Yeah, it binds you. Binds you to where? Binds you down to samsara. So, um, how is this doubt ultimately removed? It is through the realization that sakya diti is just a view. Yeah, the, the our attachment to the self. Yeah, you realize that actually, there's no this this concept itself is just a concept. But how do you? Remove this. How do you realize this? It is when you uh, have gone through the process of Wen Su Xiu. First, you hear, "Oh, no self, Anatta, no self." Okay, Wu 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 Wu. but Sui Jian Ting, who is listening to the to the talk? I am listening to the. How how can you say no self? Then you are talking what I am listening what. So rubbish. So you have doubt. Yeah, but then, then you go. Yeah, uh, maybe this monk don't know how, don't know what he's talking about. Then go to another talk. Ah, uh, uh, sifu, uh, can I ask a question? Another monk say, "Oh, is it true?" Uh, yes. Oh, you also say that. I think you also don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> then go to another one. So after going to many, all the monk and nuns all say, or maybe all the monks all say, "Oh." Uh, maybe try and not. Maybe not say something else. Uh, 法师啊, uh, 
其他法师我问的都是说我，你你觉得怎么样？也是我啊，那你说说是我哇 ？Then maybe you are still not convinced. Then maybe one of the nun or monk tell you, why don't you go and see what the Buddha say? Then go and flip flip. Hey, Buddha also say 我，不，明明是我在看书，我在听课，没有我，那谁在听？哇，说。Scratch eyes, scratch head, scratch your body. Cannot understand. So you attend this talk, attend that talk. Wow, then have a lot of question mark. Hmm. Before that, you also never think about whether there's war or the war. So you also don't have doubt about whether there's war or war. <laughs> you are very certain. Yeah. You don't think there's I. Of course, there's I. So there's no doubt also. Before that, but after you learn the Dharma, eh, now suddenly you have doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then how do you progress? Then uh, you attend this class, attend that class. Then through the explanation, through all the explanation, eh, you start to have some understand. Oh, it is on this basis that uh, the Buddha say that there is no self. It is on that basis. Through this reasoning, that ah, yeah, it seems to make sense. There's nothing that is unchanging. By definition, self must be something that uh, that is an essence that is the same. It must be the same. And by definition of same, it means it's permanent. If it's different, then it's two different thing. If it's two different thing, then how can you say that it's one thing? Two different thing, by definition, is not one thing. If it's not one thing, then it's not the same thing. Not the same thing, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. If it's not the same thing, then, the fire o. Me is me. If that is me, then this is not me. If this is me, that is not me. Yeah. So which is me? From moment to moment, if fire o and this have this. Uh, paradox. Then how about moment to moment? Yeah. Also, in all the different ways you reflect. Oh yeah. Then scarly you say, ah yeah. Why I choose this religion? Other religion don't have this this confusing thing. Ah. Then you disappear from Buddhism for a while. Then you go and learn philosophy. Then eh, ah yeah. Aristotle or Plato or what? What they also talk about something similar. Have you heard of the? The the is it called the vanishing boat analogy or the boat analogy? Have you heard of this? You have heard? Who said that? Ah, was it Descartes or Plato? I mean, they are quite far. It's somebody's boat. There's the name is somebody's boat. Ah, the name is somebody's boat. Ah, the other besides him, besides Roger, anybody else heard of this? Oh, I'm not saying that. No lah, I know better. I only I only saw the a video about this uh like this year. So it's very interesting. Let me find for you ah somebody's book. Yeah. So um. Hey, how come somebody's book? Okay, maybe I should type philosophy. Philosophy. 
ship of Theseus. So who wrote, who raised it? It was, is it Theseus? Uh, uh, the paradox has been discussed by other ancient philosophers such as Heraclitus and Plato prior to uh, Plutarch's writing. Uh, so this is probably uh, by Plutarch. Mm. So he wrote this paradox. So let me give you a gist of it. It says, um, let's say you have a boat. Uh, was it a real size boat or a boat in a jar? Oh, a real size boat. Huh? So imagine if, uh, of course, how many of us have a boat, right? But just play along with me. Uh. If you have a boat, then one day, uh, let's say one of the sail is broken. Yeah? Or let's say not broken. If it's broken, what do you do? You replace the sail. But let's say now it's not broken, but you decide to replace the sail. Okay? You replace with an identical sail. Then you put the original sail aside. Then you replace the mast. Okay? The mast, is it horizontal or the vertical? Mast, yeah. Then after that you you replace the the hull, yeah, the keel, yeah, the rudder and so on and so forth. You replace every single part. And as you replace you put it aside. And the parts that can fit, you fit them together until such point you replace every single part of the original ship with new parts. Follow me? So now in place of the original boat you basically have a totally new boat here. Yeah? Once you have replaced every single part. And then over here, with the parts from the old ship, old boat, you basically assemble it up. So now, now that you have assembled the old parts into the new boat, and the new parts into the old boat, so, which boat is the original boat? You basically, now, now you basically have two boats. Yeah? You see the, the, the craziness of this process? <laughs> yeah. I thought of something similar in my reflection when I was in the US. I didn't know about this until recently. Ah, somebody thought of this also. <laughs> So, uh, I was quite, ex I was doubly excited when I read that ancient philosophers from the uh, Mediterranean, you know, they they had similar realization, because it points to that this is the underlying truth. It is not that they copied from the Buddha. Yeah. The truth don't have to be copied. You can, you should be able to see it. So, um, once we have completed the whole process, it seems quite apparent, no, this is the old boat, ma. But think about it. When you, when you first remove and replace, right, what if initially you don't assemble the boat? Okay? You just take out piece by piece, part by part. Let me see whether I can, I can do the experiment in front of you. 
Ah, okay. So, pen number one. Okay. So, of course, ignore the fact that there's a label here. So, first of all, I mean, I don't have to go through the whole process. Lah. Let me just replace this part. So, this part, I put this here. And then, now this is a new one. I put the old one over here. Okay, keep it to the side. Don't roll around. Stop rolling. Okay. Then, I put it in. Okay, is this still considered the pen? Then, we take this out. We take out this. And we replace the... Okay. And then, we put it back. Pen is cheaper than that boat. Huh? Okay, is this still the pen? Now, is there any part that I can take out? Cannot take out. Okay, now we take this apart. Right? Yeah, okay, left with only this. Is this still the pen? <laughs> so, is this? Still the, the pen, the same pen. At which point did it stop being the same pen? <laughs> if you cannot answer it, don't worry. That's why it's called a paradox. <laughs> because what seems to be very apparent when you examine cl closely, then you realize that hey, it's not so clear. You know, it's not clear whether that is really the truth. Yeah. Conventionally, we say that this is the same pen, ma. We re we repaired it, ma. Yes. My mom, when she reads like uh, news about organ transplant, that's what she always tell me. Uh. She 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 puts uh, oh. She always say, "Hey, well, this person, I uh, change the heart. Is it still the same person?" Oh. We we'll take out the spleen, then change the spleen, then oh, organ transplant, then the people take out and put. Uh, so if we change everything, then it's still the same person. Oh, wow. The mother cow and cell. <laughs> maybe, maybe previous life philosopher wow, reflecting on this. Yeah. In Buddhism, we don't say that only an educated, uh, only someone with a PhD can come out with a good question. So she, she doesn't know philosophy, but she was yes. telling me now. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So now, which pen is which pen? <laughs> you know? Did we start off with this or this? Of course, this is just two, and we know clearly that this is the new one and this is the old one. Yeah. But if this was a real repair, and I swap things in, then this is still considered this pen, ma. Alright? Yeah. But then if we can see like there's something that makes it a pen, which is, if, if I prioritize something over the essence of pen, which is the ink thing, so if I say that this one holds priority, greater priority than press, I can move it over and I'll see that it's defined to whether that's something. Ah. So in that case, as long as I don't change this, it's still that same pen. So, when you finish using the ink, can you change the ink? Let's say I finish using this ink. Then I, I, 
have to throw that away, right? Then I actually buy a separate um, cartridge, you know, this refill. And I put in this refill. So are you still using the same tank? Ah, so if we then bring that, bring this, bring your argument to our which part of the whole body defines you? For that, for that matter, if while you are thinking, there was a time I actually used my pen this way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's not the thick one, you know. It's the it's the red leaf type, you know. <laughs> I just used that. Yeah, when I was in school, I used that. Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but I think at some point I lost one of the head. Then I just continued using. Then I'm like, ah, what do away with it, lah? Yeah, and I just used the really just the core. <laughs> so yeah, there are people who really just use this. Yes. Uh, so, because we are in the yoga school, we can bring in the chin topic of alaya consciousness. So the question is, how about alaya consciousness? It goes from one life to another life. Yeah. What do you all think? I have an answer for that. Uh, but what do you all think? Is Allah consciousness the essence of who we are? Huh? It also changing, yes. Yes. In fact, if you consider which pen is this? <laughs> so if you think about it, um, by definition. Um, so if we have all the different life so if you have all the different lives and <clears throat> this is let's say the current life and you have the minus one, minus two and so on then this is the next life plus one, plus two yeah, basically this is a line number <laughs> so um Within this life, then you have your whole life. Uh, this doesn't mean that it is this long or that short, okay? Yeah. Even if you live for one day, I will still, still draw this. And um, by definition, as long as you are alive, you would be planting some seeds. And some of the seeds will be ripening. Yeah. Because uh, the, there is the Yingye and Manye. Yeah. So Yingye. Yingye. Yeah. The the karmic seed that can draw you to the next life. Yeah. Basically the ripening seed that results in your rebirth. Then there's the next one which is the yeah, so so this is 
the fulfill fulfillment or the completion karma. So a person may like in Buddhism we look at it this way that two person may get human rebirth. But what determines how this person is gonna live, yeah, uh, part of it is due to the the support of the man year. Yeah. So in one of the sutta, um, I think one of the heavenly beings asked the Buddha uh, the different distinction. If two person were to observe the I think the eight precepts and practice, the distinction between the two is one person do dana, the other person don't do dana. What is the distinction between the two? Yeah. So the Buddha said that these two person upon dying were can be reborn in the heavenly realms. But the in terms of what they experience as a heavenly being, they will differ. Yeah. Uh, the beauty, the happiness, the lifespan, the power, uh, there's four, four or five. Yeah. The factors that they experience, the one with who has done dana will be more superior. Yeah. Whereas though the one who has not done dana will be inferior. Yeah. So the 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 action of doing giving uh, that is the money part. So within a lifespan, the trigger the trigger is the inye. Then the the ups and downs and how how enjoyable or whatever, uh, that is the manye part. Yeah. Or you may have done something harmful, and then it caused your lifespan to be interrupted and so on. Okay. So um, here there will be plus minus plus minus plus minus. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, this is not negative and positive, okay? Although I write plus one, minus one. Uh, this is talking about how seeds ripen and seeds are planted. Okay, so within this whole lifespan, there will be planting of seeds and ripening of seeds. So it is within a life changing, Allah consciousness. Okay? Then from one life to the next life, again by definition, for you to have another another life let's say uh, let's say uh, Biling you ask the question let's say Biling next life you get reborn into the heavenly realm yeah uh, because you attended the urban retreat uh, then you go there get reborn into heavenly realm but you cannot meditate very well so <laughs> never go to the form and formless realm but not bad uh, still go and uh, go and get reborn there uh, then you remember that Sifu told you all, uh, those who can get that rebirth, please come back. Uh, don't, uh, don't just come back and whisper to Sifu's ear. Come back during National Day. Yeah? So like, if you pass away one day after National Day, you have one year to come back. Yeah? If you pass away now, next, uh, how many weeks? Today is 26. Two more, two more weeks. Yeah. So within two weeks, oh, quickly you must come back. Yeah. Otherwise, you go there, then go for orientation, then go for the briefing here and there, and then show you the room. What? Then, but then we come here, Sifu gone. A uh, hundred years later. <laughs> yeah. So before you even come back, from this point when you die, yeah, uh, does 
if you can define a state of the alaya consciousness, and if you can count, in, in no text does, does it say that you can possibly count how much seed. It is almost like a black box, yeah, basically. So if you can count it, then from this point to the next life, one of the seed must have ripened. So it must have changed. From one life to the next life. Yeah. Once you go into the next life, one seed has ripened. So if, if there's n seeds here, it, once you appear in the next life, it's n minus 1 by definition. And then as you, the next moment, once you go past that point, then it's, you start subtracting because other, other supporting karmic seed must ripen for you to complete the whole journey. So by definition, Alaya consciousness is ever-changing. I think the definition is the number of seeds. Huh? But the definition is the number of seeds. Right? I mean, the, the definition is... Definition is number of seeds? Yeah. Huh? Meaning? If your definition is the number of seeds in, in your Alaya consciousness, then... How to do what? Because... What, what is the definition? To, uh, uh, the Alaya consciousness change between lives... What, what within a life and between lives. Ah, uh-huh. Within a life, in this life and the next life, they change because because the a seed has ripened. Yeah. The number of seeds has changed. Yes. But if I don't want to use that as a, then what what other things can can we use this? Okay. First of all, uh, so we all agree that that's happening, right? Yes. So whether we, we, we choose that as a matrix or not, that's happening, right? So by definition, if, if there's a different number, that means it's not the same thing, isn't it? And if it's not the same thing, it's, it's, if it's not the exact same thing, here I, I'm not even bringing, I'm not bringing in the qi shen qi mian partner. I'm just considering, let's say yeah, the, the seeds don't just like that. Uh, yeah. So even from, from this point of view, uh, this, the seeds here, uh, there's one missing seed already. Yeah. So the, the entirety of the Allah consciousness is not constant, in other words. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, imagine, imagine if you have a, if you have a pot yeah, with a hole that is uh, designed such that somehow one molecule of water drops down every second. Okay, I think technically viscos- forces of viscosity will prevent that molecule to drop down. <laughs> yeah, but okay, let's say it's one drop lah. One drop is possible. Then at the same time, there's one drop from the top that is dripping down. So although the whole pot is constant, but it's actually not the same. Uh, in layman speak, there's an English Western expression, you can't step into the same river twice. Yeah. So Allah consciousness, uh, basically, uh, no. Uh, uh, further, in Yogacara school, the, the, not not apparent here, but in the 
other commentaries, it highlights uh, that Alaya consciousness, uh, so Alaya consciousness and the first seven consciousness uh, together they arise and cease, yeah, moment to moment. So by that, uh, it's also not permanent. <coughs> But I usually don't want to bring that in. And why? Because most of us cannot see the Jisun Jimmy yet. So I might as well just say some X, Y, Z there, you know. Because you can't prove anyway. Yeah, but what I explained just now doesn't require you to have some supernatural power to understand. Yeah, so so th- this uh, question about the boat of thesis. Um, yeah. Uh, how did we end up talking? Ah, okay. Sajia Yeah, Sakaya Diti. So, uh, before we attain enlightenment, we would have question. Yeah. So we have all these questions, and then you end up. Oh, you go and study philosophy. Then you. Oh, even ancient Greece, Greeks also have this huh, notion. Oh, it, then it causes you to think. Hey, if so many people in so many cultures seem to point towards this direction, and when you, you listen to to all the different explanation, it seems to be quite logical. Then you start to have doubt about your own doubt. <laughs> yeah, you start to question whether your doubt was valid at the first place. You start to question your day-to-day experience of the self. Yeah that perhaps what we experience as I is not the way our, our language describe it. That perhaps the, the paradox is due to the limitations of our language yeah, rather than the, the teaching itself. And then one day, wow, you, you, every day you take out the pen, swap here, swap there, keep swap, 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 swap. Until one day, ha, ah, there's no pen. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Or, for that matter, you, you, you're like, just because I put a label, then this is my pen. What if I take out the label? Is it still my pen? Yeah. Just because I put a label, does it make it my pen? And then you realize, Ah, actually, it was never my pen. It was just a pen. Is that a pen? Yes, that's a pen. But not mine, not yours, not anyone's. But it can still write. It can still have function. <laughs> then you realize, ah, indeed, what the Buddha said was true. Yeah. And because you have verified the, the knowledge that you have acquired through hearing, you have verified the understanding that you had, yeah, the rudimentary understanding that you had over the years, and you have verified without a shred of doubt that this is the case. Yeah, that indeed, identity view is really just a view. Yeah, it is not that there is a self and then now Buddha removed that self. It is that we have a concept of a self and we grasp on to this self. 
Yeah. And you realize that we are grasping on to just our own delusion. Because of this realization, doubt is removed. Yeah. Uh, this is how doubt is removed. And once you have removed this, you remove the other part, which is the attachment to the wrong practices. You re- remove attachment to rituals. Because you know that all that doesn't do anything for you. How? How do you know? It's not that you attain, when you realize this, then Buddha appear, pass you one book, and then say, okay, these are the practices. No. It's because you saw yourself clearly from stages to stages. You saw clearly that, ah, because of your initial faith, you then you have interest to go and find out. And then, even though when you find out, you still don't realize this. But only when you hear and verify and question, then through that process, ah, you start to establish certain ideas. And when you borrow the idea from the Buddha and the teachers, and you try it out, uh, it shapes your intent in a certain way. And then that becomes the basis for you to speak in a harmless way, uh, or rather act in a harmless way, speak in a harmless way, and live your life in a way that doesn't uh, harm others, leading to your body and speech being somewhat restrained and calm. And then further, you you try out, you just try out, because you tried out the process uh, through which the Buddha has taught, yeah, beyond the first two factors of right view and right intent, and the next three factors of right action, speech and livelihood, then you try out, try out the practice of right mindfulness, yeah, and you pay more attention, doesn't mean that you don't care about the world immediately, but you pay more attention to your, to your body, the feelings that arise within and also in your mind, then you are able to slowly become more refined, pay attention to the mind and also the, the thoughts, the, whatever happens to your mind, and then your mind becomes more and more recollected. Yeah? But before that, there is the right effort. Yeah? You do all these practices together, then your mind becomes subtler and quieter and become free of those discursive thinking free of uh, sensual desire and you are able to see and verify uh, because you because the way you verified this was through this method you know that this method works because before that you try here try there it doesn't bring you in this direction so you know clearly that this one path the noble eightfold path this is indeed the way to enlightenment So, you are no longer attached to rituals and all the wrong practices. And your doubt in the Buddha is removed. Because you, now you know that hey, it's not just because everybody says so. You see it for yourself. So, your doubt towards the teachings is also removed. Further, you will not have the question, is there Arahant? <laughs> yeah? Is there enlightenment for that matter? Because you have become enlightened yourself, the first stage. So, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, the triple gem, you have no more doubt. Over here is just a very brief statement. Uh, doubt towards the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, it's actually in this context. Because once you have uh, reached that first penetration, verified, then doubt is removed.
and from there, your effort, yeah, your mini, even if you are super slacker, can't, can't imagine an enlightenment. Uh, I'm super slacker. <laughs> yeah, even if you are super slacker, at most seven lifetimes. Yeah, at most seven lifetimes. Why? Right? Because once you have seen that, you slack a bit. Uh, it, it doesn't quite hook you. Yeah, it doesn't. It can't quite hook you anymore. The example I give people is. Imagine if you are in a plane, and then halfway through eating and then watching TV, you know, playing games or whatever, then suddenly you see a bright, bright flash. Then turn around, eh, nothing. Then later, again. Then you turn around, wow, see flames. You know, then you're like, tong. Or at first you don't tong. You say, eh, eh, eh. Then your friend, I don't, don't disturb me. I'm watching. Then you tong, then the, you know, the air steward or stewardess come over, then press the thing. Yes, sir, how can I help you? There's like a fire there. <laughs> and then the air steward is like, oh, ah, don't worry, let, let that not disturb you. <laughs> would, would you be okay with that? <laughs> you have seen the fire already. No matter how many layers of of shit the person pulled down you're going to be like are you kidding me? <laughs> are you out of your mind? Sir? no sir that's the only thing I can do for you you're like no it's that no no it's not that no it's that and then the S2 is like okay just give me a minute okay give me a minute then you go, go off you're like are you seriously still watching the movie there's a fire outside you know, friends like ah, don't worry. You know, this is a Boeing, whatever. There's four engine, only one, no problem. <laughs> and then after a while, eh, nobody come back. You know, dong dong dong. Fellow come back with the, uh, you know, the senior SQ would be the green uniform person. You know, and come back. Yes, sir. How can I help you? There's the fire. Oh yes, it's about that. Come, if you can join me. Yeah, let me bring you. Uh, you know, we 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 resolve this. So the person bring you, and it's one of the one of those Airbus, not not Boeing Maybe I don't know which one, double deck type. You know, bring you all the way up to the business or first class, and up there put you right in the center so you cannot see anything, <laughs> and because it's in front you cannot see the wing. Then come take a seat first while we deal with it. Do you think you can enjoy the business class seat? Having seen the fire? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. So the same it is for someone who has seen the first glimpse of the truth. The impact. Even if the person do not regularly attend to the truth uh, spontaneously, that impact is just too strong. No matter how the person slack, the mindfulness will come back. That awareness yeah, will not allow him or her to slack for long. And that's why the Buddha said, at most seven times back and forth. Yeah, sense will not go beyond that. What it also means is that um, for someone who has attained Sotapanna, you may not take seven lifetimes or so, seven times back and forth. You may 
actually attain arahant earlier. Because having seen it, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, back and forth, but it may, you know, affect you now that your effort compared to the past is even stronger. Yeah. So doubt, doubt has such a place, such a role. Huh? So the next one, any question? Okay. Yes. The Buddha, the Buddha said that there's not self, and then we see that the self, we see there's a self. Uh, yes. So the Buddha teaches that there is no self. He he goes through different ways to to explain uh, or to bring the disciples and us towards this realization. But before we are enlightened, uh, what we experience is point by no self. Sifu is now talking. Who is listening? Are, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, you are listening, right? Uh, how about the rest? All listening. <laughs> yeah. So who is listening? I am. Yeah. I mean, in your context, you'll be. I am listening, isn't it? Yeah, so if you say no self, then who is listening? Uh, this is the this is the seeming paradox. Uh, a contrast between what we experience versus what is taught. Yeah, I suppose this is what you are uh, the part which you are asking. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. We have to investigate ourselves to realize that there's no self investigating the self. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> self or no self? Come. There's more insight that talk about self. So the next one, Jian. So uh, sometimes translated as wrong views or evil views. Yeah. So Jian itself or wrong view, actually wrong views. Yeah. It refers to a whole plethora of different views that are all wrong. Yeah. So in the Diga Nikaya. Yeah, the long discourses, first discourse in the long discourses, called the uh, the net of views. Yeah, uh, net of views. I think Brahma Jala Sutta. Yeah, the net of views. So in that Sutta, the Buddha engages the ascetics from other schools. Yeah. Um, over 62 different wrong views. Now, 62 is a fairly large number, yeah, considering like how many wrong views do we know. Uh, but they all, uh, not they all, some of them are permutation of the same concept. Yeah. So they are not all distinctly unique. Yeah. So uh, if you condense them, 
Then there are some which are similar and it varies on how they approach the subject matter. Uh, they are all related to the self. So over here, there's a classification of five different wrong views. Yes, five different wrong views. So let's take a look. Yu Zhu Di Li Dian Dao Tui Du Ran Hui Wei Xing Nen Zhang San Jian Zhao Ku Wei Ye. So this is the opening verse. Yeah, let's take a look. In me li ti yu zu di li dian dao tui du. So as far as the essence of the principle, yeah, in this case the teachings of the Buddha, uh, one is um, uh, we could say deluded uh, or one is um, confused about it. Uh, not clear about um, or not exactly clear about what is being taught yeah. or uh, not not so much about the Buddha's teaching but about the underlying principle about, of this world yeah. that means of the truth but of course by that by, by extension the Buddha taught the truth so sometimes it's interchangeably uh, used so, uh, so, Dian Dao Tui Du. This is the perverse or uh, distorted. Mm, distorted, uh, that means uh, inference, distorted understanding. Uh, so, below there are a lot of, uh, there's these five different uh, categories five different categories so like uh, I can't think of any example at this moment let's take a look Yuzha Ran Ran Wu Hui so early on there's this mention about Ran Hui so Ran means tainted tainted wisdom so at the earlier chapter there's mention about the uh, Hui yeah, and then there's there's the mention about uh, Sing and uh, the Shen Jie, uh, Shen Jie. So there's mention about Xie, Xie, uh, Xie Zhi, Xie Jian, yeah, and uh, Xie Hui also. So meaning there's also there's right view, there's also wrong view. Yeah. Here is tainted view. Tainted meaning it is uh, somewhat wrong. Somewhat wrong, not in line with reality. Okay. So you zhe ran wu hui, dian dao tui du, er shen qi er jian. Yeah. So due to due to the wisdom that is a bit warped, yeah, a bit tainted, then uh, it compels us to mm, come and infer, come and establish some uh, some viewpoint. Uh, if you are a person who uh, who say that you you uh, I'm, I'm not very wise, yeah, then unlikely that you would one day say, mm, I think this is how it is. For anyone to say this is how it is to establish a view, a viewpoint, a stand, uh, the person must have some kind of thinking. 
Yeah. If the thinking is in line with reality, we call that right wisdom, yeah, or just wisdom. If the thinking is actually based on a misperception, yeah, a wrong understanding of how things are, then we call that tainted wisdom. Yeah, tainted wisdom. So here is talking about tainted wisdom. Yeah. And then that can give rise to jian, wrong views. So So this can directly obstruct the arising of Sanjian means uh, can be can be known as Zhenjian. Normally it's written as Zhenjian. Here it's quite unique. The supplementary put Sanjian. So uh, right view. Yeah, it prevents right view from arising. So it can also give rise to uh, give rise to uh, the suffering, the experience of suffering, uh, yeah, that is caused by all the different uh, deeds that you may do. So um, before we go into the five categories, maybe I can share with you one example in the Buddha's time. So uh, in the Buddha's time, there is the there are many different ascetics. And one category of ascetics is known as the new go wai dao. <laughs> new go wai dao. So, cow dog. Yeah, cow dog ascetic. Cow ascetic actually is two categories. Cow ascetic and dog ascetic. So, why are they called cow ascetic and dog ascetic? It's not a derogative term. Huh? This is what they call themselves. Yeah. Uh, why? Because they live their life like a cow, like a dog. <clears throat> so, uh, the cow ascetic, so in the various parts of the sutta, it actually um, mentioned about this. So, what do the cow ascetic do? Uh, what they do is, they will finish a meal, then after that, at some point in time, they regurgitate. Yeah, they and then they chew again. Then they swallow. Then after some time, they <laughs> and they chew again. Then how about the dog ascetic? Uh, the dog ascetic, uh, they will go on all fours, and then they will, they will not sit like a human being, stand like a human being. They walk around on all fours. Then they pee. Yeah. They do everything like a dog. Uh, of course, for most people, when you listen to this, you're like, what, what is this, man? Yeah, but there's some basis for them also. So, accordingly, uh, the, these practices started because one of the early masters was able to have Tian <coughs> Tong, uh, the divine uh, spiritual eye. So with this, he observed, 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 Ah, he observed a cow that passed away. A cow died. And then the cow got reborn in the heavenly realm. So he's like, wow, cow dying, reborn in heavenly realm. So there must be something correct with how the cow lives. So from now on, we shall do this. Do everything that a cow does. We can be assured 
I saw it. I saw it myself. <laughs> so it's not that they anyhow just whack, no. It's because one of the early masters saw that, hmm, a cow get reborn in the heavenly realm. How about dog ascetic? Same thing. One of the masters saw, ah, the dog passed away, get reborn in heaven. Yeah. Now, in modern times, there's a phrase, all dogs go to heaven. Uh. <laughs> so, so maybe they are the, the re- reborn version of the, you know, the dog ascetic get reborn, then <laughs> this idea. I don't know. Yeah, so when the Buddha heard about this, the Buddha criticized this. The Buddha said, that is the wrong uh, perverted view. Yeah? The cow, the, the sentient being that died, getting reborn in heavenly realm, did not get reborn in heavenly realm due to the, the life of a cow, but due to a wholesome act done in the past. The cow dying is just the ending of the uh, karmic uh, results of some uh, deeds in the past. Yeah. When that deed has ended, then the wholesome deed can ripen. Yeah. So that's all. It is not the life of a cow that results in a heavenly rebirth. The same explanation is given for the dog ascetic uh, view. Yeah. So uh, this is an illustration of how you can see the same thing, you know, but you draw the wrong conclusion. And that's why uh, uh, we are quite adamant about establishing right view. Some individuals uh, suggest, don't be so attached to the words. Yeah, we just go and practice. And some even say that uh, just because they don't follow the Buddha's teaching, they also meditate, they also do good. They should be able to arrive at the same truth. Not certain. Uh. In the Buddha's time, there were many practitioners also. They, they draw a lot of wrong conclusions. So, let's take a look. Uh, so, um, these uh, wrong views, they, they have various kind of uh, differences. Yeah? But their differences, the features of their differences uh, can be classified into five types. Yeah, five types. The first one, Sajia Yejian. So this Sakya Yajin is Sakya Diti. Oh, Diti is view. Sakya is referred, is transliterated as Sakya Ye. Sakya, basically the body. Yeah. Uh, this Guo Bao Ti, this Shen. Yeah. So also translated as Shen Jian. So Sakya Diti, what is it? Yu Wu Xu Yun, Zhi Wo Wo Shuo. So this opening verse for Sakya Diti. So it centers around the five aggregates, the five clinging aggregates. Now, you you will recall earlier on when we talk about the man, yeah, So over here is just one line. You you notice? Perhaps it's because it's covered over here under wrong view uh, under wrong view so if you consider let's look at the the 
subtext Sajia Yejian Yu Ming Sanjian. So there's an alternative name for it, which is uh, the view of the body, so to speak. Yeah. That means attachment to the body as I. Yeah. And here it includes yeah, so it includes the view of an I and the view of the possession that belongs to me, yeah, to the self. So, so these two, the, these two, these two uh, segments of the sentence, Zhongyuan and Bieyuan. So, general uh, reference to the five aggregates. Yeah, that means you can say uh, together collectively as a whole. Yeah, or Bieyuan, that means separately. Maybe for some people, they are not attached to the body. Yeah? Uh, some people, they are attached to the body and mind. Namely, form, feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness. But some people are not. Some people are not attached to the whole body. Yeah? The whole being. Some people are attached to only the body. <laughs> so some people are very kiasi. You ask them to do anything that is remotely uh, dangerous to the body for you know <laughs> cannot yeah, the attachment is very strong to the body so then there are those who mm, maybe the attachment is not so strong to the body yeah, but attached to uh, the, the sensations yeah, or maybe how they feel in their mind or some people are attached to their views I find that increasingly uh, many people are attached to their views. Yeah. Uh, how I think. You can, if you, uh, you, you can find out very simply. You go and criticize the person. Uh, let's say you criticize the person. Hey, why are you so fat? Uh? Yeah, or, or maybe that's too blatant. Uh. Yeah, say, oh, hey, you look like you put on weight. Uh. Uh, see how that person feels. Uh, but if sometimes maybe the person is attached to the body but not the weight. Hey, recently you look like quite sunken. Uh. You're, not, you're not so well recently. Huh? Or you criticize some aspect. Uh. Hey, why are you so big? <laughs> <laughs> or something I can't. I mean, I'm just randomly coming up things, okay? But if you find that, ah, the person, you see, oh, okay, yeah, not much response. Maybe, maybe the person is not so attached to the body. Yeah. But you can criticize the person's suggestion. Wow. I find that nowadays cannot, very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. A person's suggestion, wow, you criticize, uh, you watch out. You think you're sifu? Uh, you watch out. <laughs> yeah, but so learning this is very useful, you know. Yeah, you know that. Hey, there's a reason why people behave in this way because they haven't overcome attachment of the of the self and the possession. So when you attack them, or if they identify with the opinion as me, this is who I am. 
or this is my opinion. That's why the reaction is so strong. Yeah, it can. It doesn't make it right, but it can help us to understand why people respond in this way, and how we can perhaps uh, before they we get them enlightened. I mean, for that matter, are we enlightened? Huh? Yeah. Try not to touch on this part first. How can we convey the message without ruffling the ego ego feather? Yeah. So when we look at all these defilements, yeah, uh, it's not just about oh remove remove defilements, attain enlightenment. I mean, if you can do that next Wednesday, please do that. Yeah. But in the meantime, if we cannot, then at least we can make use of this, help us to have understanding. And then from this, give rise to compassion. Yeah? Most of the time when we go through the teachings on defilements, we don't realize that it's linked to compassion. Because when you truly understand that, just as we are unenlightened, likewise they are unenlightened. Like just as we have attachment to the ego, likewise they have attachment to the ego. Then you you weren't like, why why he like that? Why is she like that? Of course like that, what do I expect? <laughs> no enlightened one. You know? Uh, then you find that ah yeah. But of course some people then oh, go on a moral high house. Oh, you got ego, you know. Hmm. No, you never <laughs> don't, don't don't do that. Uh, so uh, yeah, I so collectively, generally, uh, everything, or individually. Yeah? Or maybe uh, out of the five aggregates, you are attached to two instead of five, or three, or one, or four. Yeah? So, or individually. So, yeah, so this, this part is what I've mentioned before. Uh, so, but this part is a bit uh, interesting because uh, this category is talking about yeah, the view. So previously, I mentioned to you all that uh, we typically say the the fen is what you discriminate. Yeah, what you discriminate. Chisen uh, is the non-discriminatory part. That means without thinking, you feel that way. Yeah. But here, it grouped these two yeah, as a link to or as part of the, the wrong view of Sakya Diti. Yeah. Uh, but uh, since they use the word Tong, Tong Yu, so uh, in my opinion, uh, that's, it's in the same category, basically. Uh, same category. So, 以这我见为所依的根本。So, depending on this uh, view of a self, if you look at some of the Buddhist texts, they will use the term identity view. Identity view. Identity view. So sometimes they use the term individual view, yeah, identifying this as an individual. So why identity view? 
is actually describing that process where you identify with something as me, as myself. So, with this as a basis, 以这我见为所依的根本，诸不正见随之而生。So all the various uh, wrong views, uh, the non-right view, basically wrong views, uh, will then subsequently arise. 哎呀，讲了。I have to use yours today. I have set everything up, then never press. <laughs> Suddenly, realize this. Maybe I should press now. Then I just cut the bus. So, whoever listened to the podcast, huh, will suddenly... Eh? Yeah, that's really a distinction, you know, the, the recording. When you see the, the, the waveform, yeah, this is much crisper. But luckily you have it there. So, 所以论说一切见去, yeah, so, so the 见去 here, uh, meaning 见解. Uh, so, this is why uh, this uh, identity view or the view of a self, yeah, is actually, it has the function of serving as the dependent yeah, uh, through which all the other views, yeah, uh, the wrong views, uh, is firmly established. Uh, it depends on this to arise. So just now I mentioned about the 10 factors and it is the, the first of the factors to be removed. Um, so that's to say that all sentient beings, yeah, all putinjana, the unenlightened ones, the worldlings, we all have this. So uh, we just differ in the degree. Yeah. So if let's say you go to some center and the master assigned to somebody saying, ah, you should go and cultivate no self. Uh, don't think. Oh, there are big ego. No wonder the teacher asked. There are a lot of different um, process of cultivation. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, the teacher may ask you to go and cultivate, do contemplation on certain part of the teaching first before going into this. Yeah. If, for example, if your greed, the defilements of greed is very strong. Yeah and you, you try to do this reflection directly unless you have done this for many lives. Otherwise, uh, you cultivate a bit, but you are overwhelmed by your greed. Cultivate a bit, overwhelmed by your greed. Or let's say if your hatred, anger, faculty is very strong. Yeah. You try to cultivate no self, then maybe initially you can. Uh, but you are actually going to denial, uh. Yeah, the person will do something and it irritates you uh, yeah, because for a long time maybe in this life past life you have been cultivating cultivating this habit of irritat- irritability yeah? cultivating this so easily but then, 
then you learn ah no self. Okay, must tell myself there's no self. <laughs> Make me angry. No self is angry. No self is angry. <laughs> so initially, because the first time you heard it, wow, you put in a lot of effort. So you are able to in a way suppress it. But as long as uh, you have not reached there, it doesn't work. So the Buddha, in one of the teachings, he said, it is um, just as if a farmer wants to clear a land, okay, clear a forest rather, a forest for farming. He must use different tools at different stages to remove different things. He must first use, let's say, an, uh, uh, an axe yeah, to chop off the main Run, uh, trunks or branches, the big ones. Then for the smaller ones, he may need to use, uh, you know, those what we call parma. I can't remember what they translated. Uh, a ma- ma- uh, mesh, meshe, yeah, a meshe. I mean, the translation is meshe. The Buddha didn't use the word meshe. Uh, you have to use a meshe to chop off the smaller branches. Then for the roots, you have to use a shovel and uproot it. And after that is done, there's still all the shrubs. You cannot use the shovel to remove the shrubs. You cannot use uh, an axe also. Ah, you need to use something else. Yeah. Then uh, maybe some some other tools, a uh, small spade to uproot it. Yeah, because you don't want to remove the whole topsoil unnecessarily. Then maybe there are some stones and gravel where you need to use a uh, scrap. Yeah, to remove it. Yeah, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, similarly, yeah, at different stages, we have to do different practices to remove the different aspects of obscuration in the mind. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, depending on your your teacher, yeah, at different stage, your teacher may ask you to do different things. Yeah. Of course, if your teacher asks you to jump off from the first floor, don't jump. Okay. I mean, second floor, don't jump. Uh, yeah. Uh, supposedly thousand over years ago uh, there's this uh, I think can be considered a monk or a yogi uh, uh, Marapa and Milaripa Marapa is the teacher right Uh, so supposedly Marapa asked Milaripa go and build a house then morning build a house night time you come what rubbish is this one leg boom, the whole push down the whole thing then next day build again tomorrow tomorrow build until wow, nightfall wow, shit. Yeah. then in the ring come over what you call this a hut push it down wow, do this for a long time then until the final day ask him to go up the cliff and then jump down wow. would you jump down if Sifu asks you to Go <laughs> open the window and ask you to jump down. Don't have to be from a cliff, lah. That's second floor. At most, break your leg. Would you jump down? Let me tell you. If you don't jump down, then I have not taught you wrongly, and you have not learned wrongly. If you jump down, what if, at that moment, maybe I'm in a confused state. <laughs> But anyway, Miliripa supposedly jumped down. 
And then, just before he landed, Marapan used his psychic power. Then he was safe. Then Marapan said, okay, now you are ready for the teachings. So I heard of this uh, before. And then, at some point, when I was in the U.S., my senior told me about this. And he told me this, highlight to me, you have too much questions, you have too much doubts that's why you cannot become enlightened like Miraripa <laughs> so I told him for every uh, every Miraripa who jumped down and was safe, there are thousands more who jumped down and died because they put faith in the wrong person how do you know that your teacher is Marpa with the psychic power what if you listen to the wrong one? <laughs> and then in that state, oh, you have, it caused you to have a lot of cynicism and hatred and then you get reborn in lower realms. <laughs> I didn't go into such elaboration that after all, you know. So I just said that, for, I just I said that part for every one million report, there's hundreds and thousands that we never heard of. Because they, they died one. <laughs> That's why you never hear the stories. <laughs> At that point in time, I still don't have all this understanding to refute his. But something in me felt that something is wrong. Cannot be like that. Cannot be just blindly listen to people. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, this Sa Jia Ye Jian. It's actually a very crucial part of our, our practice yeah, to, to understand and overcome. Yeah. Uh, if you can overcome this, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Then you, are, you have joined the cohort. Yeah. You have joined the circle of enlightened ones. Okay, let you all ask questions. Any questions? Actually, the rest, I, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited uh, to, to go into all of them. You'll notice that there are some that, well, I can go on for a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because in our monasteries, in our monastery, in our lineage, uh, we focus a lot on all this. Yeah. Whereas if you ask me about history of Buddhism and things like that, uh, I also know, yeah. But it's it's knowledge, uh. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's knowledge. <coughs> yes. The self that's unchanging. Uh, by definition, so um, it's not that the self is unchanging, uh, but rather. Or, or rather, by definition, self has to be unchanging. Yeah, let me explain to you why. So, uh, okay, this is pen A, okay? This is pen A. Look at this screen now. Huh? This is pen A, okay? This is pen A, okay? Yeah, pen A. Okay, understand? So, now, I take out one part, and... 
or rather, is it still pen A? No. No, right? Now I replace with a different cap. Is this still pen A? No. no. Why? So, if, if it's identical, then we can say that it's the same thing, isn't it? If it is even slightly different, we cannot say that it's the same thing. Whoever say that it's okay if it's a very small difference, give me your handphone. I will scratch my signature on it, and you tell me it's the same thing. If it's the same thing, you shouldn't get upset. So by definition, it's not the same thing. That's why, and then especially when the difference is something that we don't want. <laughs> yeah? So, um, by definition, first, don't use the word self. It's not the same thing. Isn't it? Yeah, so, once you replace one part of it, even if it looks identical, if it's not the same thing, it's not the same thing. Collectively, it may still have the similar function, but it's not the same thing. Uh, so, if it's not the same thing, then you basically have pen A and pen A1 yeah, or A prime. Okay? Then pen A and pen A prime. Okay? Just go with me. Uh. Pen A and pen A prime. Uh, which is the real pen A? If pen A is the real pen A, then pen A prime cannot be the real pen A. If pen A prime is the real pen A, then pen A cannot be the real pen A. Right? So, then, which is the real pen A? Because from moment to moment, this is what is happening to us. Moment to moment, cells are dying, cells are splitting up, cells from, from the splitting, in a way, from one cell become two cells. Yeah? And a lot more things that I, I can't really explain also. <laughs> But on macro level, we can say that the cells are being replenished. Replenished by what? Replenished by the water we drink. Replenished and altered. I just saw a document, uh, not documentary, a short clip. Have you heard of something called breatherin? Ah. Yeah, it's, it's another one of those like... So there are those, there are some few uh, modern, uh, uh, what, the kind of uh, new age, new age re, uh, spirituality thing. And then some of them make this claim. It is a lie that we have been brought up with that we need food. All we need is breathe. So some of them claim to have not eaten anything or drink anything for years, you know. And then the best thing is the that clip talk about this couple, yeah, even going through pregnancy and and uh, and in their uh, article they say, Oh, uh, but occasionally we do eat but it's really for social reasons. We don't we really don't need the food. So this after all the different cases that he, 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 he has seen, he highlighted, then he, he says, the scientific proof why we say that you cannot possibly sustain yourself 
through just breathing. So there are those, you know, some of those talk show in US, they will, when you make such a claim, they will go and interview you, you know, and they will set up, they will go to your place to film you and put CCTV, everything, to make sure you don't eat food. <laughs> so after, don't know, one of them, after one week, <laughs> the host asks, so how are you feeling? Oh, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> so, so measure the weight, weight loss. <laughs> so he did some calculation and he says that every day we breathe uh, in and out, don't know how many liters of air. Yeah. And then he said, and he did, I tell you that Amor, sometimes you have to salute them. I mean, Singaporeans have a very rough way of saying, saying of describing this, which is, <laughs> okay, the rest we don't have to say. Yeah. But I, if despite this, I say I salute them because, because, it's, because they are willing to go at length to wet investigate. So after you watch the whole document, you, have, you really don't have any doubt that the breederant is really rubbish. So you know what they do? They actually go and get uh, this device that detects the level of uh, oxygen and carbon dioxide. So they take a breath and get a big plastic, super big plastic bag. Yeah. Well, first, first they take the normal air. Yeah. Then after that, they put a sensor inside to detect what is the normal ratio. And the normal ratio is how many parts oxygen in the normal air? Oh, primary school science failed. <laughs> no, most people return to teacher. It's about, I think, 70%. Yeah. Then there's nitrogen, there's carbon dioxide, and a lot of other things. Yeah. Oxygen, 60, 70? 66. Okay, there So, then carbon dioxide is actually at a very low level. So after that, he, he, he filled up another bag, breathe in through the nose. So all the air inside that new plastic bag is from his out-breath. So from science, what do we learn? We breathe in oxygen, breathe out carbon dioxide. Uh, but it's not pure carbon dioxide that we breathe out. There's still some oxygen because the 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 process is not complete. Yeah. Uh, so he did this. So you should detect an increase in carbon dioxide. Yeah, inside the the breath that he breathed out, and when he put in the sensor, then it stabilized. Yeah. There's more carbon dioxide. Way more. Yeah. Uh, can't remember the percentage. So then he, he says, where does the carbon come from? Do you know where the carbon come from? Huh? From us, or from where? <laughs> yeah, it's from us. <clears throat> yeah. So plants, plants uh, absorb oxygen, you know, absorb carbon dioxide, and then so-called respirate uh, the, the, the oxygen yeah? through the process called photosynthesis. Yeah? The photon gives the excitation required for that process to happen. And according to modern, most recent studies, actually that photosynthesis process 
requires quantum physics to work. Yeah. So all the while, quantum physics was happening. Now, the thing here is this. Uh, a side question, very quickly. Let's now only give myself five minutes. Uh, one minute left. So, uh, a, a tree, a, a, a plant grow, right? Grow. Where does the mass come from? From the soil? Or from where? Where does the when a plant grow, there's physical mass, right? The physical mass, where does it come from? Where does it come from? How many of you think that it's from the soil? Sure, no, all non-committed, non-committed. <laughs> okay, la, no time, I cut short. So many people by default think that it's from the soil. Actually, the mass of the plant don't come from the soil. It comes from the carbon dioxide that it absorbs. But more strictly, more correctly, from the carbon. Carbon from the carbon dioxide. So think about it. Huh? You know our yen bit, that center part that is pure carbon lead. Yeah, the, the carbon lead. So that thing uh, is actually here lead. But this one, you can move around, you don't feel like, you know? This is the crazy thing, you know? But science tells us it's like that. Oh. So anyway, that guy who blow, 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 so he found that, okay, the from the rough calculation, then he measured himself. Every hour, if you measure yourself, if you have a high-quality weighing machine, not the type that you put in your bathroom, <laughs> the type that is up to how many December place, you actually do experience a weight loss. Just sitting there, you will lose weight. Don't sleep. <laughs> I mean, okay, like you have to sleep. Yeah. Just breathing in and out, you will lose weight. Because your carbon dioxide that comes out is from the carbon in your body. You are losing carbon as we speak. Yeah. So, our body replaces itself, repairs itself from what? From the orange, orange juice you drink. Huh? From the water you drink. From the chabi hoon you eat. Think about it. Do you all eat human beings? No. So we eat, but... How do we keep sustain ourselves? It's not through breathing alone, you know. <laughs> yeah, but through all these things that we put inside our mouth, a small a, a, a part of it come out. Yeah, through the number one and number two. Yeah, but the rest of it get absorbed by the body, broken down, and then resynthesized into the different things we need. So think about it. We are in fact the boat that is constantly being replaced. We are the pen that is constantly being replaced. And no wonder, you look different. Just that the change is so subtle, most of us don't see the difference until it's too late. Why is changing? So, the definition of self is something to identify this thing. Yeah? So, 
if you let's say you call this pen A, then self equals to pen A. Pen A equals to self. Yeah, understand? When we say self is basically referring to the to something that is called to this. Yeah, that makes this what it is. So if this is pen A and you replace one part, yeah, then after one moment you replace some one part, then it's two different pen. So if it's two different pen, then where is the unchanging self? By definition, self must be unchanging. Otherwise, you have been talking about two different things. Uh, hold, hold that thought first. Oh, we are running out. We are running over time. So hold that thought. Uh, I want you all to do this exercise. Go back and search English dictionary. Okay? Oxford or Weber or something. Search for the definition of self. Okay? Uh, because uh, this is directly linked to how we relate to uh, ourselves. Yeah. Then also search for the word soul. Okay, so <clears throat> next week when we come back, we we'll explore further and consider uh, if there's no sound, then what? Then what is happening? And if what is the implication if there's self and or if there's no self? Okay? Put our thumbs together. Yen Xiao San Zhang Zhu Fan Nao. Yen Dan Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao. Yen Dan Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao. Puyan Here we meet again, may be guided and protected by the Buddha, Dharma and the Sangha. So, so, so. And as always, bye bye. Bye bye. See you again.